0: Hi, welcome to The Playful Musician. I'm your host, Steve Davidson. Each week, I sit down with musicians from all different paths, from composers to conductors, percussionists to piccolo players, to tease out their strategies, practice habits, tips, tools, tricks, routines, and how they keep all of it playful. The Playful Musician is an intimate look into the lives of each musician, how they got to where they are, what motivates and inspires them, and what playing music means to them. If you'd like to learn more about the guests or just more about being playful, head on over to the website, theplayfulmusician.com. There you can find show notes, links to all references mentioned in the show, and all kinds of resources related to music. Thank you for listening. And please subscribe to The Playful Musician on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're at it, why not leave a review as well? Thanks again, and without further ado, here is this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to The Playful Musician. This week is part two of my conversation with guitarist Jeff Pivar. Jeff shares some really cool stories about recording with Ray Charles, being inspired to write songs by David Crosby, And he gets quite vulnerable talking about his younger self. I had such a great time talking with Jeff, and I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I had recording it. Here's part two with Jeff Pivar.
1: We had rules in the Ray Charles' band that you cannot travel with sneakers on. You cannot travel. Cannot travel. Cannot travel. Ever be seen (laughs) in the band situation. Even travel days, no sneakers, no (laughs) shirts without a collar. Wow, uh, I think there was one other thing I can't remember, but anyway, right, yeah, it's just the way you know, you want to wear sneakers, you know, when you're not traveling, that's okay, right? You want to wear a shirt without a collar, a t shirt, you know, when you're not traveling, your time off, that's okay, but when we're traveling. You're That's wearing the a uniform. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, it was yeah. a uniform, you yeah. know. What they thought was acceptable. Sure. Acceptable. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Yeah. You know, it's just each situation has its own rules and 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 for me it's kind of like this is boot camp, <laughs> you know. And and every situation, no matter what it was, it had its dynamics. The yeah. pros and cons yeah, and yeah. things that you kind of realize what's appropriate yeah. and what good idea to just kind of, right. yeah, find your own little space and not uh, push it too right. too much, you know? Right. So, whatever.
0: When when Ray invited you out, he invited you out to California to record the, yes. the Christmas yep. song and what time?
1: Was that in the summer or when was that? No. So, um, <laughs> at the end of every year, Ray would, um, I think he'd tour like through... Thanksgiving or somewhere around there. Yeah, and he—I don't know if I mentioned this previously or not because I know we had another talk. Yeah, another yeah. Time. So I don't think. So, all right. So yeah. so yeah. So I had heard, you know, there's a lot of rhetoric, especially when you're just joining a band. Right. You know, you get to kind of hear the story, the stuff <laughs> yeah. from other people. Yeah. And uh, I was told one story where. Ray invited the entire band, the whole orchestra, all the players into his recording studio, which was um, in Los Angeles, um, uh, in the Valley, I think it was, yeah. Um, Anyway, he would offer $40 a track. And that means... There was, as the story went, they worked on one track all day long. And at the end of the day of working, what, I don't know, six <laughs> to eight hours, each 40 musician bucks. was paid 40 bucks. So when I was armed with that, Ray Charles pulls me aside and says, uh, uh, honey, I, I, I'm working on a, a record and, and I'd, I'd like to bring you out to my studio in California so you can play on, on, on some stuff that I'm working on and so i had had some experience with how there are norms with the recording uh, arrangements sure. and and there's a union scale that is uh back then uh it it works in three hour periods so whether you work five minutes or two hours and 55 minutes, that's one scale period. And you would be paid for that scale period, how you would, uh, it was union scale. So whether it was 170 or $200 per three hours, and, uh, if you worked three hours and five minutes, it's double, it's two scale periods. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So players who were accomplished could ask for double scale or even triple scale, you know, (laughs) the the best, you know, musicians out there, you know, if you want to get Larry Carlton to play on your record, you're going to, he's going to ask for triple scale, right? so, which is understandable, you know, if you're in demand and everybody wants you to play, well, you got to, you know, take care of someone's, (laughs) you know, needs, right? So (laughs) Ray says, you know, I want want you to come out. And I said, well, Mr. Charles, uh, just so you know, I get double scale, <laughs> and you know, in hindsight, it's kind of a ballsy thing to yeah, say it was to Ray Charles, ballsy. right? But I also learned, and this is an important thing: you're only worth as much as you're willing to ask. Yeah, because if you're going to put your asking price in someone else's hands, well, that's could be dangerous territory. <laughs> And it's, I've learned, it's always better to ask for more than what you want to do it. Mm. Because, well, yes, you run the risk of losing the gig, but you run the risk also of getting paid more than you wanted, or at least being respected. Right. So it never hurts to ask. Right. You know? Yep. So I said to Rachel, I was, well, well, uh, just so you know, I get double scale. He (laughs) goes, double scale? Honey, I don't pay God double scale, <laughs> but you come out and I'll take care of you. This is what he said. And I'm, I'm like, what I'm going to do is say, say no. Say no, right. you know? to be out
0: of Ray Charles' record. Right. Yeah.
1: So we ended up working in his studio and um, he had a uh, assistant named Howard And hot would come in, and uh, they plug my guitar into a uh, multi effects unit. Uh, Mm -hmm. I remember it was an Ibanez rack mount unit that had compression, it had a little bit of chorusing, and you know, some effects, really effects, or whatever. And you know, they Ray knew how to run this thing and get a sound that he liked. Mm -hmm. And so, my guitar was direct into you know, whatever gear they had me in, and Ray was doing all of the tape. Op, right. you know, tape op, yep. operating the okay. tape machine, yeah, sure. right? Um, Howard uh, would look, and you know, Howard was taught how to make sure the sound level was appropriate. The VU meters, yeah, you know, the way. VU meters, yeah. you know, so it wasn't distorting, so it was a clean but enough yeah. level level for the tape. And then Howard was gone, and so Ray would play the song, and then he would just let me go. And then we'd go back and listen, and he, you know, I'd basically. Play, you know, something bluesy or whatever, and he goes, all right, "All right, I like this here, but here could you go?" Do 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 do. He'd sing it to me, you know, and I go, "Sure," you know, and I'd come around and then do, do do do. Yeah, just like that, awesome. Okay, and over here I dig this, but here I want you to go boo do do do. You know, whatever, and you right, right. go down the whole tune that way. So there was a couple things that he had me play on. Um, each day we did two days of recording. So at, at the end of the second day, he said, "All right, well, uh, we're, we're finished now. I guess uh, you know you should come up into my office and we'll figure out you know what we need to do." Right. So here I am, you know, in this position again, you know, kind of like okay. So he says to me, "So, where do you figure I owe you?" And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> you know, the angel and the devil are going." Oh, don't, don't, don't right, right. do it, you know. He, you know, and and the angel's going, just you know, what are you worth? You know, blah blah blah. So, I figured back then, if I got two fifty a day, that's reasonable, right? Respectable, right? I figure if I asked for five, he could Count cut it. down from <laughs> that, and then it you know it just wouldn't feel right so if i'm comfortable with five and five for the two days I, he goes what do you, what do you figure out yeah i said well two days two full days i figure a thousand dollars and there was silence <laughs> and then he goes all right i was like wow all awesome right. yeah <laughs> awesome so you know, it was kind of it was a big lesson for me. Yeah. You know, you're only worth as much as you're willing to ask, and I guess he was satisfied enough. Right. With it was what I did that it him. was worth to worth it to him, and they Wait you know go. paid for my hotel, and they paid for right. my flights, and you know so. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was a real uh, success, you know, for me. But the real success was when that thing came out, you know, and it's like. <laughs> oh my god i'm on a ray charles record this will be here forever right yeah that was the first record that i played on that that just made me go wow this is history yeah especially because every year people listen to christmas (laughs) you know it's like
0: right you have this legacy now yeah
1: so there's a couple songs i play on rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and what child is this where there's solo guitar. And also, the thing that uh, is very sweet is... Um, so when Ray would bring the orchestra into the recording studio, he did not list all the players. He would It would just Ray. say, the Ray Charles Orchestra. But when there were soloists, he would list the soloists. So on those songs, I think it's Freddie Hubbard and Jeff Pivar. <laughs> you know? So it's just like, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's just, That's you awesome. know some of the early you know i just i feel like uh if there were some kind of karmic angel out there going you know jeff you've been working hard a long time you were sitting there in your bedroom figuring out all those almond brother songs and all those steely dan guitar solos right. all those fancy licks we're going to just give you something. We're going to give you some some recognition on this with Frebby Hubbard. And, uh, you know, we're just uh, don't get cocky. Right. Don't get cocky. That's the last thing you want to do is expect... Because right. as soon as you have expectations, that's when you're gonna have disappointments. Right. <laughs> the less expectations, the less disappointments. Right. I'm just telling you this now. If you don't know it yet, you will learn it.
0: <laughs> Sneak preview. Yeah. So, um,
1: you know, I, I've well, been trying as hard as I can to not have expectations and well, we're humans, so we have expectations, yeah. but but to keep them reasonable. Right. Realistic. And and or or to kinda go. I have expectations and I know they might not get met and that's okay. Right. <laughs> I can deal with that. Right. So, anyway, make them re- realistic and and but shoot for them. Shoot, shoot for, for them. them. Yeah, yeah. You know, shoot for those desires, those dreams, right. you know. What's the worst that can happen? You'll realign right. and create another dream. Shoot for the stars you might just hit. Yeah. <laughs> right. You got nothing to lose except, you know, your yeah. your pride. <laughs> when did David
0: so, I know there's the story, you you played a song, one of David Crosby's songs, when you were on tour, and well, then, I, like, he. Mm-hmm. when did he ask you to play? When did that relationship okay. start, and when did he ask yeah, you well, to well, play Yeah, well,
1: the, the story was, you know, I was, I was playing with Mark Cohn, and we were playing as a duo, and we were opening up for Crosby, Stills, and Nash, which was an amazing opportunity because I was a huge fan of those guys and we're opening uh we're we're doing our sound check after they did theirs you know because we're going to do our duo opening spot and I when I you know I'm just tuning in tuning up and plugging in blah 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 and all of a sudden I see David Crosby walking through the wings looking at us and so I just start playing one of his songs and he looks at me and I (laughs) smiled at him you know Just to kind of go, I I, got your number, pal, you know? (laughs) And we do our sound check and and we're walking off stage and there they are and they're like, so Mark, what can we sing on? We want to come out on your set and sing. So we go into the practice room, the four of us, and they're like, (laughs) know, I can't believe it. And then we're figuring out some harmonies from the play and they come out and sing. And and so we had, I don't know, probably eight gigs together or something and after the second or third gig uh, it was an after show Mm. like you know like all the guests show up and this and that Crosby comes over to me goes Nash and I've been watching you um oh actually this was this is before yeah yeah he said that to me he said Nash and I've been watching you we think you'd be the perfect guy for when we're when we're not touring with Stephen when we're doing our duo And I said, geez, I don't know, Dave. I got some weddings back. (laughs) No, I didn't say that. (laughs) Right. I was just like, "Uh, yes, and let's do it, and when. And it actually, it didn't happen for about a year, but Mm. in the interim, on um, on that run, David gave me a cassette, and he said, listen, I'm working on this record. Why don't you listen through, and if you have a song that kind of speaks to you, mm. let me know. Cause I'd love to hear what you would do in the studio. Mm. I took all eight songs, imported it into a digital cassette player, multi-track cassette. It was a four track cassette. Yeah. And I played on everything and I sent it to him. <laughs> I stayed up for like three nights in a row or something. Wow. And worked on every <laughs> song and he calls me back i still have the recording you know cuz i saved a lot of that stuff yeah and he, and he goes jeff i love this thing that you did on hero and this is the song that phil collins and i wrote together and phil sings on it too and i i played it for phil and he loves it too you know we'd love to you know we'd love to have you come to to new york city and and put put this down you know so wow yeah <laughs> yeah so so that was the first time we worked together was in the studio. Mm. And then finally, you know, I get a message and I still have that somewhere too, you know. Hey man, we got an actual gig, you know, an actual <laughs> gig we're gonna play together, blah, blah, blah. We're gonna play, uh, um, oh, Lake Tahoe, you know, one of the casinos yeah, or casino. whatever. And, and actually the first gig was was quartet with a keyboard player, Craig Durge, who played in the section and who played on a lot of the records that, uh, you know uh, Carol King records and well the, the, the section, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but that mm. was Russ Conkel on drums, Leland Sklar on bass, Danny Korchmar on guitar, and uh, Craig Durge, the four of them, so they played on a zillion records together as a section. Mm. Um, but anyway, Greg, uh, Craig was playing keyboards and it was the only run that we did as a quartet and every subsequent, Run I did with Crosby and Nash. and We toured as a trio. As a trio, and again another one of those. It never hurts to ask. So David Crosby and Graham Nash on tour, right? <laughs> and there's the ad, and then well, there's another guy and on the stage. So <laughs> I said, Would you mind if, like, in small letters? You'd be willing to put and Jeff Pivar. And they talked about it and they said, sure. And it would have never happened if I didn't if you ask. you didn't ask for it. Now, I see Graham Nash touring with one other guy. It just says Graham Nash. <laughs> I don't know if the other guy ever asked. Sure. Yeah. He should. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean... You no, know, well, you're right. Maybe, Maybe I'm... It's just... You know, put it this way. I I really feel like both of them um, have a lot of respect for me. David and I just really have something very unique. Yeah. I think he sees a little bit of this dream that's in his eyes, and I have that dream in my eyes. I don't know if that makes sense, but there's just a certain amount of similar young spirit that never grew up that I think that's a good way to put it. He's like that. And I'm like that, you know, we're not going to ever entirely grow up. (laughs) That's a great thing. And I'm okay with that. You know, I, I, I stay very in touch with that child spirit because I believe once you get old, once you think you're old, you're You're old, you're going to get old, you're going to get older quicker, you know? And I, I'm not interested. (laughs) I want to ward that kind of behavior off for a while. Right. Anyway, um, and I love them both. And they both have done really generous things. They both have given me instruments and their time and we've written songs together. And I'm so, so in such gratitude to both of them, you know, for the lessons that they've taught me, you know, because I'm, I, I left high school. I left high school for this purpose. Right, Life is my school. My creativity is my school. The people I surround myself are my teachers. Mm. And we teach each other, right. dare I say, because that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, That's how it works, man. We all learn from each other. We're mirrors for each other. We're inspiri- in- inspiring for each other. I know that David and Graham were fucking psyched to be playing with a young guitar player who had a lot of sensitivity, <laughs> and fire and respect for them and went in with guns a blazing when he needed to and could be like a feather when he needed to and i just i'm so grateful right for that opportunity to work with my heroes right and they (laughs) everyone you work with it's like an encyclopedia so you learn to become bigger than you are better than you are you evolve as a musician as a as a um as someone you are in an ensemble with, how to be in an ensemble and how to make that work to play with two guys, either they're both playing acoustic guitars and I'm playing electric guitar most of the time, or you know maybe Graham was playing piano. But <laughs> my dear friend Will Lucky, who uh, he just passed uh, very recently from mm. cancer, but he said to me, he goes, Jeff, after the show, he goes, Jeff, I love how you make the acoustic boys sweat. <laughs> 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 and I thought that was so sweet. I, there's there's one very quick story which has to do with me as a young guy stepping into the arena, right? And there was one song that we played that uh, required a certain... Uh, you know, a certain feel on the acoustic guitar. And there was one day I just flubbed it. You know, I just, my my fingers flipped over each other. Right. And right at that note, live, you know, in the first row, second row, some guy goes, where's Steven? You know, like where's Steven Stills, you know? (laughs) And my heart just, oh, and and I get off stage and and our band, our our, uh, tour manager, Mike Sexton, amazing guy he goes what's up he goes ah you know I told him what happened he goes Jeff when Stevens on stage they yell out where's Neil (laughs) but it was just the perfect thing to say right you know it's just like wow yeah thank you man (laughs) thank you so you know there's always going to be those kinds of people out there right some people are never going to be happy and yeah Steven Stills is an, is an icon, yeah. and I wasn't, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, you're only an icon if someone thinks you are. That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's listen to Jeff playing one of my favorite Jimi Hendrix tunes, "Little Wing." David really stoked your interest in
1: songwriting and singing? Mm, of course, you know, I mean, really everything, everything stoked my interest, you know? I mean? Yeah. But both Graham and David's inviting me to be in an ensemble with them certainly uh, gave me an opportunity to work on my background vocals. And even though there was a sound man who, did not want to put me in the mix. I was singing <laughs> and I was learning how to be a better vocalist. Right. And whether it was in there slightly or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, one time he came up to me it was this young upstart, you know, young guy who's very like a chain pot smoker. I won't say his name. So <laughs> he goes, Hey, Peeve Why don't you just shut the fuck up and play your guitar? Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, we get on the CPR tour, and David says to me, so, hey, what do you think about that guy for our sound mixer? I said, I won't do it. I won't do the gig if he's the mixer. So kind of a case in point. (laughs) If you're going to say that shit, it might come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. It, you might want to use some... It'd <laughs> be somewhat tactful. Right. So if he didn't say that to me, I would have been glad to work with him. But this guy isn't going to put me in the mix. So right. no way. I, I No, let's get somebody else. Yeah. Anyway, I you know, I I love to forgive sure. and forget. But I'll never forget that. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, it's just it's a story. Right. It, it's just a piece yeah. of the thing. And, yeah. but... And not to say that he didn't have a point, because compared to David and Graham, sure, I couldn't sing my way through a paper bag. But I've learned, yeah. And as Crosby has said to me, man, you've really developed. You've developed into a great harmony singer.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I'm really impressed. Right. So coming from him, that's huge. Because he really wouldn't. He, he's not someone to butter your toast. <laughs> you know, he will give you accolades, but only if. They're due. The, yeah. You know. <laughs> but that must
0: I mean, obviously you've nurtured your songwriting and your singing because mm-hmm. you released a solo album mm-hmm. and now you and Inger also yep. have your EP. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so it's this is a it feels like in a way it feels like new territory, but it's yeah. not necessarily new territory because we've oh, it been
1: is. it's all new territory. <laughs> I mean, every day's new territory. Right. Every new song is new territory, but agreed. And and admittedly, I am sometimes reluctant because I'm very judgmental, and I'm like, "You want to write? Oh no, <laughs> I'm gonna prove how horrible a musician I am, or whatever." And it's so it's it's not like me. Uh huh. So it's just that angel and devil, and sometimes yeah. the devil is, is yelling in my ear. You know, it's like, "Shut up, dude," and then we'll finish its song. It's like. The angel's like, see, see how fucking mm. good this is? Right. Just trust it. Right. Just get your ego out of there and just let it come through you. Right. And it does. And every time we finish one, it's like, cool. <laughs> I guess I don't have to be so frightened, but it's, I don't know where it comes from. Right. It just comes from that, you know, that little child who's a little, little intimidated to get out and play. Yeah. I don't know why, but Do you... I, I try to make friends with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: wise. Do you guys, how does it work when you guys are, when you're writing a song? Like, do you?
1: Different every time. It's different every time. Okay. Uh, But, you know, there's been a bunch of times where I would start messing around with the groove. There have been a few times where Inger had some lyrics, Mm -hmm. lyric ideas, and we'd write to the lyric ideas. But she's, you know, she does the bulk of the initial ideas for the, pieces. Um, there were tunes. Yeah. In fact, I think that often happens with my composing where there's only a handful of pieces I think I've ever written where I just kind of, I want to say this versus this is kind of the subject. Mm -hmm. This is what I have, you know, to support that message. Got it. I, I, I quit school early. Uh, I am not a reader. I don't read books, you know, in Mm -hmm. a way uh, it's, it's embarrassing. And at the same time, it's kind of interesting for me to admit that I have a limitation there, but maybe in that limitation, there's other areas that are kind of the, more profound abilities drip into the other areas. Cause I'm not so invested in the perfect line, right. <laughs> you know, writing the perfect line, sure. you know, and if I had it to do again, I would have learned how to, how to read music and become a better lyricist mm-hmm. and, you know, be more rounded. But right. I do accept my limitations and You know i think i'm okay with with um with working on stuff and and uh well here i am trying to to explain my life or my experiences and i I think i do okay so it's kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. i'm composing uh a talk right and and uh but the other thing is when you're composing a song it's every word really counts. Yeah. You want
0: (laughs) the right word. Money, money,
1: money, money, money. You know, I mean, when I say money, it it really needs to be succinct and really special and not like trite. Yeah. So that's just its own thing. And, you know, like David Crosby said to me years ago, you know, it, it, it takes at least 20 years to become a decent singer. I'm sure there's exceptions to the rule, but I would think you know it takes at least twenty years of writing songs sure. to become a decent songwriter. Although Bob Dylan wrote "Blown in the Wind" right. at seventeen, <laughs> so you right. know, there's certain there was something uh, coming through him. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, you know, you you run with your strengths. Hopefully. And, and I love writing songs and I love, like I say, um, once there's an idea going on, then I, we can go in and kind of, Ooh, what about this? Or what about that? Or what about this? You know? Right. I don't think either of us are like incredible songwriters, but I'm incredibly grateful for these songs because they say something that's near and dear to my heart, you know? So whether someone feels like, wow, this is an amazing song or well, I'm feeling an emotion from this and it feels, you know, true. Yeah. And that feels good to me. Right. You know, you know there's certain lyricists that's like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, this person really is great at what they do. Right. You know, and because I spent so little time working on lyrics per se, my embroidery is is this harm, harmony and harm, mm-hmm. harmonious and textural and, um, emotion through the sound and the feeling and the pulse and, you know, all these things that if you're a great song seamstress might never get to, just because that's where I've put my attention. Sure. You know, so anyway.
0: Did you guys, I'm trying to remember when, have you guys always uh, performed together? I, um, I think the first time I remember seeing you guys on stage together was with love bite, but mm-hmm. were you guys doing stuff before that as a duo?
1: Um, you know, as time has gone on, yeah, I, it, well, there was, there was a band called Bohemian soul, which right, you know, yes. we, we kind of okay. put together yeah, yeah. and, and some of the songs that, yeah. that we wrote together. But, um, but I think Bohemian soul might've started out of, you know, cause there were songs that Inger wrote with her friend, Joe deal. And in fact, one of the songs on the EP was a was a song that started with the two of them and then i totally changed it you know so um, yeah. joe is a songwriter you know P- joe has uh, credit on that song oh cool um but you know it, it, it it's like it, it i think you know just to give you an example like his uh, the original chords <laughs> Let's say, uh, no, was that Mm -hmm. right? And then I decided no. Tune, but so you know, yeah, it, yeah. so it's 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 the same idea of the chords, but there's uh, tapestry, yeah, there's a yeah, sonic yeah. depth, and it, it's just a different deal. Yeah, you know that's Joe cool. deal. <laughs> so it's no a pun intended. Deal. Yeah, no, that worked out great. I love Joe, and I love that um, he and Inger did the writing and the work together that they did because mm-hmm. they both learned from each other for sure. Right. And uh, I love that that song came to us through their playing together, mm-hmm. and it's the first song of our record, which is kind of cool because <laughs> it's like the the beginning of you know yeah of where we met right you know uh, in a way yeah. Um, where did the Where did the seed for Anthem, your EP, Mm. come from? Where did that start? That's cool, yeah. Um, Inger and I, well, first of all, her son, Soren, who uh, is an amazing young man. And wow, what an opportunity for me to have a young man in my life Mm. who is her son, who we were living together, you know, and uh, not an easy thing for a young man who, you know... Yeah is devoted to his own father and their own relationship, which is, you know, their own unique dynamic. But I'm sure it's just like it was tough for my father to leave his children. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it was hard for them in their own way, you know, to maneuver this relationship. So, um, but the reason why I bring up Soren, uh, besides the fact that I love him and I'm, uh, that both of us have evolved with our relationship to and towards each other and yeah. being able to accept each other and love each other. And yeah, just work stuff out. Cause yeah. you know, <laughs> it just, stuff comes along with sure the arrangement, is, yeah. you know, who's this guy who's living in my house with my mom, you know, <laughs> but then, you know, I also heard him using languaging to, when he was a young, young man, you know, calling a girlfriend and I heard him using language that i would use with his mom you know just like tender language you yeah know? so it's like sweet. wow you know i'm making an imprint yeah. there you know so That's anyway sweet. um the the song anthem the line in anthem uh your voice is my anthem He said that to his mom one time. I don't know if he was... Oh, my God. He gave her the line. I don't know if he was saying it to her about her or if he was saying it about a girl that he was in love with. Mm. But either way, it almost doesn't (laughs) even matter. Your voice is my anthem. So... um, That's beautiful. We rented a place on the Oregon coast and we've been there a number of times and actually a number of the songs on the record came from subsequent visits there Um, and um, that the song um, Edge of the World came from there. We were, it was a Christmas day and we, it was a beautiful day in Oregon and the sun was shining. It was like warm, almost t-shirt weather Mm. and we're walking on the coast and we find this jetty. And we're sitting down looking at the ocean and Inger turns to me and she goes, I feel like we're at the edge of the world. Mm. You know? And so we wrote that song that night, mm. which, you know, it's like, <laughs> I I remember people saying, well, if you're going to write, write about what you know, Yep. you know, that makes don't sense. be like trying to come up with all this fancy stuff that, that you know, esoteric, you right. know, write from who you are, what you know. Anyway, so Anthem, uh, you know, uh, Inger is a poet you know, in, in the, in the storm, the answer lies gilded with the stars, you know, I mean, she's, yeah, she's, she's a profound being. And, uh, and I like that, like, I I like being able to not be too, uh, chintzy or too judgmental Mm -hmm. about, well, what are you really saying? Right. (laughs) You know, it's like, this is beautiful yeah you know i don't want to like take the life out of this yeah. just like when i'm being asked to play guitar i don't want to like analyze my approach too much there's some you know if, if i'm in the studio <coughs> i'll tell the people let's start recording immediately like before you tell me what you want let me just play down a couple times because what's going to happen now you know, like, and, and I've been in sessions where people are like, all right, so here's what I'd like you to do. I go, let me just interrupt you for a second. There's something that I've learned just me, right? That happens before we even think about it. There's a thing called the muse. The muse often tells me cool things to do. And if you start directing me, that muse isn't going to talk to me the same way right. because it's going to be colored by your thing. So right. let me play down once or twice. That's, this is my request. Let me play down once or twice and then I'll play anything you want me to play. If after those two times, you aren't like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Because you know sure. maybe what you want is exactly what you have in mind, and you'll tell me what it is, and I'll I'll do my best to do your vision. But let's let's let this happen let it first. Rhyme, yeah, know. let it. And kind of the same thing when you know lyrics are brought to me, or or um, you know uh, when we're working on songs together, I, I really try not to be too analytical. You know, let yeah. it be what it is. This doesn't have to be the most amazing song with the highest meaning ever. You know. The, there's a lot of art that's out there that's, that's sold for millions of dollars and it's like two lines right. of blank paper, <laughs> you Yeah, know? it's like, really? Right. So yeah, I mean, you, you understand the point, no, I get you know, it, totally. let's, let's not, let's not uh, overthink this. Let's let this be what, the, the beautiful message of what it is. Right. And uh, because I'm not necessarily a scholar, it's certainly possible that uh, someone might think the writing isn't that developed and that's fine. Right. Cause it is that's what it okay. is. Yeah. I, that, and that's another thing, you know, about allowing ourselves to be who we are and what yeah. we have and our limitations, because you can run around like for right. days, like looking at your face and go, Oh no, I got to get, you know, right. facelift I and I got to cut this, my hair a certain way. I got to color my hair and I got to, uh, the way that I'm standing, I got to stand different. Right. You know? at a certain point, you just kind of allow yourself to be who you are, yeah. you know, and a lot of people have a tough time with that. It certainly makes it easier right. because then you <laughs> could put your attention to things that really matter. Right. I, I want to learn how to sing on key. That matters, you know, right. I'm, and sometimes when I'm in the middle of it, I'm just throwing it out there and I'll listen, you know, back and go, oh, okay. I, I, I just really got to adjust and just really try a little harder with that. That's a good thing to put your energy towards too, really, you know, because, mm. well, the guitar has frets on it. And as long as the keys are in tune, you're going to play in tune pretty good, you know, pretty close, right. you know, but anyway, yeah. you know, you, you can put your attention to more important things. Exactly. Is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, so it came from us being out on the coast and, uh, you know, there's times when. Uh, we've written a lot of sensitive, mellow stuff, and it's like, let, let's write something that's a little bit more energetic. Sure. You know. Yeah. So, um, you yeah. know, it's just exciting to have an opportunity when you have a new song. It's just, it's a brand new day that there's a clean slate, and it could We're go anywhere. Do. Right. You know, it could it could have major chords and minor chords and demented chords and all kinds of things <laughs> in there. It could be, you know, it could yeah. change time signatures. You know. <laughs> So, you know, I try not to get too daunted by all the possibilities and just let it happen and get out of the way. Kind of like what we were talking about before.
0: Here's the title track off Jeff Inger's EP entitled Anthem. Check it out. and have a conversation with 19-year-old Jeff Pivar mm. today. Mm. Well, wow. What would you want to tell him? Yeah. Oh. <sighs> <sighs>
1: mm. Well, you know, my childhood was... Uh, there was a lot going on, and it was really really tough to see my mom uh get bombarded by her her emotional spirit you know Mm -hmm. she was a beautiful woman and a deep deep soul and uh chemical imbalance you know was a was what was happening you know and the Mm -hmm. fact that her marriage didn't happen, you know, the way she would have wanted and, you know, all that. So that was a huge part of when I think about my childhood. Um, you know, if if there was something that I could have changed, that would have been it. Yeah. Um, so just to, you know, just... I mean, you know, it's a very impressionable age and uh, I was pretty much doing what I needed to do to try to stay healthy yeah. by just really putting my energy into my music and uh, trying to not let the fact that my mom was in such an emotional turmoil... Bring me down the tubes Mm. because some people it would have been very easy to just become an addict or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you ask that question, Mm. what do I think about, you know, that period of my life? You know, it's I was kind of doing what I needed to do, and I would just kind of say, dude, just you keep following your heart. Yeah. You know, and as I would say to any, 19 year old who's has to deal with, you know, any type of emotional abuse or emotional challenges yeah. or family members that are destructive or incapable of, you know, keeping it together, yeah. you know, so, um, Beautiful. but, um, you know, I, I'm very grateful for, uh, that music came into my life, became a savior for me and grateful to my family, you know, for giving me the lessons and the things that they gave me. And, you know, my mother, my mother gave me so much, you know, and I, I feel like I actually carry her spirit, mm. you know, with me. I, am kind of trumpeting, uh, her energy out to the world that she wasn't able to. She gave mm. me so much of that, you know,
0: so. Wow. I guess that's it. Thanks for sharing that. Joe. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. What would what for any aspiring guitarists or musicians out there? You know, it's such a different. It's so different now than when we were hmm. growing up. The landscape and yeah. Spotify and YouTube right, and <laughs> right. these things like what, what would you what would you say to uh, aspiring musicians as they're entering into this yeah now
1: i i you know had a chance to speak at a uh at the uh, music college in rome Hmm. this past year it was such a uh honor you know to be able to be in a room not not only with young musicians but in a entirely different country a different lifestyle or whatever um you know I can only uh echo what I believe to be true. And I believe that we are all iconic, you know. <laughs> in other words, yeah. And maybe that's the wrong word, but we're all equal. And if we don't believe in what we have to say, no one will. Yeah. So, um You need to conjure up that life force, that intention, that commitment, to wanting to be heard and believing in your story, believing in what you have to say. And uh, as Ray Charles said to me, you know, it's not how many notes you play, it's what you got in each note, you know? (laughs) So allow Mm -hmm. yourself to be who you are, Allow yourself to love yourself. Allow yourself to be imperfect. Allow yourself to be ever-evolving. Mm. Allow yourself to make mistakes. Allow yourself to be judgmental so you get better, but not to the point where you don't yeah. allow yourself to believe in yourself. Yeah. And decide whether you have the patience and the wherewithal to weather the storm of asking yourself to feel so deeply that you're rattling the core of who you are mm. to be able to speak from the depths of your deepest hurt and the and the highest the highs of your highest joy yeah because that's what being an artist is yeah and it's it's not for the <laughs> faint of heart because, as I've said before, it's like taking your guts out and putting it on the end of a stick for all to see. right. And if you can get to a point where you're comfortable with that discomfort, yeah, then maybe this is for you, right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. What are you listening to these days? Do you lis- do you the consume trees. a lot of? <laughs> no, really. Listening to the, to the world, listening to, you know, the flowers and, and, you know, and plants, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I know that sounds a little crazy, but no, um, it doesn't. I, I, uh, for a musician, I actually have enjoyed not always, always needing music to listen Mm -hmm. to, to, to hear music because I hear it in my head all the time, you know, and and, uh, there's so much music in the world, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, and I'm, I'm busy with a lot of projects. Yeah. 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 So I enjoy the downtime of just being away. I remember, uh, a very impressionable person in my life said to me w- when I was practicing all the time, she said, you need to get out into the woods. <laughs> you know, you need to get away from this. Yeah. Because the woods are going to teach you something really heavy. Yep. So, and you bring that back <laughs> to your practicing, you know, and it's just, wow. That's awesome. What a profound thing to say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Cool. Uh, so I, I really, I'm not one of those guys who sits around and practices seven hours and eight hours a day. I, I'd be an amazing guitar player <laughs> if I was. I know I would because I have the ability. Yeah. I'm not that guy, you know, yeah. like, you know, the type type of, you know, like Eric Johnson and these other guys who have obviously put in the time. Right. They obviously, <laughs> I spent mean, the hours. it's unbelievable, yeah. you know, and Steve Morris and, and all that stuff. And, and my, my hats off to these people for, oh, Tommy, Tommy Emanuel. He's, yeah. he's my like guru. <laughs> I love Tommy. He's mm. the sweetest man. And we've had dinner a few times and we, he's, we've joked together and he's just the dearest, most beautiful man, but no one plays the guitar like Tommy Emmanuel. I think he is just like, if, if there was one guitar player that was required listening, it's him. Mm. Cause he's got it all. Nice. And sense of humor <laughs> and finesse and joy and oh, unbelievable ability oh. on the instrument. Cool. But uh, so yeah, so I you know I, I like this idea of the balance yeah of when you don't play it feeds to when you do. I totally resonate yeah. with that. Yeah yeah
0: yeah So what's what's coming up for you? I know you're doing producing now Yeah um, what's I I know everything has changed, right because yeah. we all had we all came into 2020 with, a certain set of intentions and gigs lined up and things mm-hmm. going on and it's all changed but yep. I'm curious what what is on your calendar what do mm-hmm. you have coming up
1: Yeah well I was supposed to be on tour with David Crosby right now you know there was a bunch of shows that I'm very sad to miss we were supposed to do the 50th anniversary of Kent State with Joe Walsh I was really looking forward to that. And we were also supposed to play the locked in festival with the dead, you know, John Mayer and those guys. And mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to not only seeing them but having them hopefully see me yeah. see us, yeah, you know, because you know, at a certain point, you, you you take pride in who you are, right. And again, this this concept that music speaks through you. So it's not mm-hmm. like, when i'm playing music i want people to see me right. see what they, i can do <laughs> they i want them to see how god speaks through my music or buddha speaks through my music or love speaks through my yeah. music or whatever you want to call it cuz yeah. i'm not like this is the way this is the pathway to god you know not yeah. I'm not one of those guys sure. i have respect you know for for hallowedness for spirit yeah. you know so i don't think there is any one way. And there there was a guy I did a a recording session for once and he said to me, have you accepted Jesus into your life, Jeff? And I said, well I actually, I have my own connection with God. he said, no Jeff, the (laughs) only way to God is through Jesus. And I said, well I so respect you as a man and I so respect you that you are So connected to your opinion. Right. But I would like the same respect. And in fact, I know that I have a connection to whatever you're calling God. Yeah. And I know that the concept here is God is all loving. Yeah. And I believe there's as many pathways to God as there are seekers. (laughs) That is my belief. And as I respect you, I would like the same respect. Yeah. So to tell me that this is the only way, that's your opinion. Sure. And I respect that, but it's, it's not, not my me. reality. Right. right. So uh, <laughs> I had to kind of say that. Um, what were we talking about? Oh about oh, sorry. you were supposed <laughs> to be on tour. Right. All right. That's... Thank you. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's it's not just, happening. It's just a little piece of yeah. you know, what I believe. You know. Yeah. I, I think it's important that no one should tell you yeah. what you should be thinking or feeling. We mm-hmm. all have that res- right. that that need and, and that right. You right know. there's no um, one size fits all and and so yeah like i was it was saying you know i was excited for those guys to at least for me to e- eclipse their profundity i have played once uh, or a couple times with bill kreutzman from the dead you know mm-hmm. we've done a couple things together and but i just you know these i i like the word hero because hero is is a respectful word you know. Yeah. And whether it's a peer or a hero or someone you respect or someone, you know, you would like to meet. I I was looking forward to that. So yeah. anyway, uh so that's, that's not happening and that's fine. And and I do believe that I, I like to hold on to the belief that those who are we who we are supposed to meet, we will. Yeah. Not that I'm 100% fatalistic, but I just believe that there are certain people that are supposed to eclipse or find out about each other. So, uh, To answer your question, though, (laughs) um, I stay very busy. And when this hit, I saw it as an opportunity. Now, I apologize to all the people who are suffering through this, who are losing loved ones, who are struggling to make ends meet. And my heart goes out to them. And that's one of the reasons why we do our live streams for free. And we, 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 we want to be able to offer music to mm-hmm. those who need it yeah. f- at for free. And then during the live streams, we, if those who can and want to donate, that's yeah. awesome too. Cause yeah. we're, we appreciate the, you know, the respect, the sign of kind respect, of the, the acknowledgement, and yeah. it helps, you know, yeah. this is our job right now. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I'm, Teaching myself and have taught myself how to do live stream concerts out of our home and do it with production value. Yeah. You know, using <laughs> this thing called OBS. and we use three i uh, two iPhones and an iPad Pro as our cameras, and I have a, a foot switch switcher, and I can <laughs> switch between cameras and coming up with you know content and yeah. ways to do something that looks kind of professional. and you know yeah. because I'm an engineer or a fledgling engineer. Uh, someone who's familiar with technology a little bit. And, you know, I see this as like, okay, I've got to learn this. And I go to YouTube and I talk and I l- watch videos of guys who understand this and they explain it to me. And I'll, you know, hunt and peck until I, you know, get kind it. of can get it, you know. So we've done two live streams so far and they've been amazing. And the yeah. response has been amazing and they've been lucrative and it's just a gift That's right awesome now, yeah because we love to play and we as musicians we need an environment to play. Yeah. You know, and so to be able to do this out into the world, ah, oh, it's a godsend. Mm. I will say that I have a couple clients who have employ who are employing me to do records for them, to do songs for them. I have a client who paid me in advance to do an entire record. Wow. So it's a godsend. It's, it's, I'm yeah. so thrilled and so elated that for now, right, I have some income h- happening that's continual that, you know, I'm just kind of appropriating. And so, you know, when there's a kind of an old school saying, when the going gets tough, <laughs> the tough get going. Right. And we have to reinvent ourselves, yeah. you know, and yeah. no matter if you're a musician or whoever you are, you know, going through these times, yeah. you kind of, you're either a quitter or you're a survivor. Yeah. And, you know, I learned that when yeah. I went through this stuff with my parents, you right. know, leaving each other. And it's like, I'm either going to be a victim or I'm going to be a survivor. Right. And to me, there's only one choice. Right. And so... Step up and make a change yeah. and pivot. And, yeah. So I look at it as an opportunity in a lot of ways because we as human beings have an opportunity yeah, to put this life as we knew it aside for a minute or maybe a year or maybe forever. I don't know yet. Yeah. But to reassess what's really important, yep. getting out to the garden, doing yoga. Those are two things that I wasn't <laughs> doing like I am now. And mm. it's become a ritual. Sure, And it's unbelievable what getting out to the garden, getting out to the earth, hiking, doing yoga... You know, just because I I need to keep my body strong, you know, my body's getting older. So, you know, I, 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 and besides these clients, my wife and I, you know, uh, have a duo project. I have another solo project I'm working on. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, my, the first project just fell into my lap because, you know, I was asked to do music for a documentary and the Oregon caves and right. unbeknownst to me it ended up becoming my first record and my hat's off to my friend greg fredericks because he gave me he hired me to to do this project mm. and then he gave me the rights to my own compositions wow. afterwards to put my own record out, which is a beautiful thing that's it's a beautiful that gift beautiful. i'll never forget him for it um, so you're working on another so i'm working on uh kind of a number of things at the same time, but but they all probably will go to the same project. And that is, I am an R&B guy. I'm a bl- <laughs> R&B blues guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm a little bit of everything. But if, if there was any kind of rootsy, you know, if, if there was anything that maybe is more so of a cornerstone of who I am and what my roots are, it's kind of... R and B soul blues roots music, you know, so that's, there's, there's a record that's coming up that's going to feature that style of music along with special guests. So I have some friends, uh, possibly some famous musicians who will be singing, playing, you know, yeah. And just kind of, uh, some originals and some covers and, uh, you know, I've been asking a few very well-known uh, people, you know, if they would be interested in, you know, there's one tune that I might have, like, I don't know, a bunch of different singers on who are all well-known Give everyone a verse or something. Right. You know? So anyway, we'll see. It's, it's all being concocted as we go. And, you know, because, uh, keeping the uh, finances going, uh, you know, a lot of my attention does go into these projects that I'm being hired. Sure. Uh, just, you know, because... Yes. Necessity. That's that's a necessity. But uh, yeah, and so Inger and I, uh, you know, we're working on new songs for uh, a new CD. Whether it's going to be, you know, because this this first EP was five songs. It was supposed to be a full CD, but we were touring Italy and we wanted to have a CD to take with us. So whether we're going to do another entire CD of ten songs or do another EP of five or combine the five that we've already done. But I don't know. I don't think, I don't think I'm going to do that. Yeah. That one's already out. Cool. So anyway, uh, lots of stuff on the burner and I also got asked to score a, uh, a, a film that some young students did. Oh, fun. For, you know, uh, th- there's really no budget, <laughs> but, but, it's going to be a labor of love, Nice. and uh, it's a twenty-minute film. And it, I saw it; and it's beautiful. And to be of service to young film right. you know, writers—I mean, talk about an honor. That's awesome. You know, it's I, I, you know, when when these things come up, it's like, yes, <laughs> I have to do this. I just ha- I wanted to see the movie just to make sure, sure. That there was a certain amount of. Uh, realness to it, yeah. you know, that it was honest and that it was, had integrity and it's beautiful. That's so, great. Yeah. Cool. So that'll be fun because I have some time and I can, you know, I, I love being able to play, you know, I play keyboards, I play symphonic, I, I hear a lot of stuff. My, mm. my uh, I have a um, soundtrack CD called Walkin' where I right. wrote all this music t- to it and stuff way off the beaten path of what I've written before for mm. the process, for for the film, you know, to evoke these these scenes. Sure. So I would delve into all these other places. So anyway. Fun. Yeah. I. The only limitation is your imagination. <laughs> right. I've heard it said. Anyway. Cool. I think I've talked long enough. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jeff. Um, um, and where can
0: people... Yeah, find you, learn more about. Sure, if they want to dig in more to Jeff Pivar. Okay. where should they go?
1: Well, one thing that's always kind of exciting for me is, you know, on the internet, if you put in Jeff Pevar, P-E-V-A-R, all kinds of stuff comes up. Right. You know, on YouTube <laughs> and, uh, of course, on my website pivar.com dot com. Right. Um, you know, there's I have uh, a newer website that um, my friend. Yeah, it looks great cornflower helped me put together and Inger helped put me together and different, you know, g- friends have helped me put together. It's almost like a museum, you know, there's <laughs> just like all these different projects and yeah. videos yeah. and information. And I, I, it's not like I spend a lot of time up- updating it just because I yeah. have more things to do than think yeah. about myself. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I try to kind of get sure. in there from time to time and, you know, yeah. update more stuff and, and but Facebook, and Instagram. Do you know what your handles are
0: off the top of your head? Yeah,
1: Jeff Pivar Music is Instagram and uh I have two Facebook sites. There's a Jeff Pivar personal page, there's a Jeff Pivar fan page, and then there's Jeff Pivar community. Right. which is uh <laughs> you know, something my web person decided to put together. Right. Uh, the fir- the older Uh, Website I had had a message board where people could just go on and talk. And so this is replacing the message board. But I I, I, admittedly, I'm not very good at spending time talking about myself. So, (laughs) you know, I just put stuff on Instagram and and Facebook more. And then you and Inger have stuff too. We have more songs that we're working on. Cool. And we have more live streams. And in fact, yeah, are you going to be doing those on, on the regular? Well, you know, There's a lot of schools about that. (laughs) One school, which seems to make sense to me, is you don't wanna oversaturate. There's so many of these things going on. That being said, we are a diverse power couple. (laughs) And so I like the idea that we're gonna do some things as a duo, and then I'm gonna do some more guitar-oriented ones. Oh, cool. Where it's more about, let's see Jeff really jam. fun and so i use yeah. uh, because we can't have ensembles i have a couple different kinds of loopers one of which uh so one looper uh, where i have an arrangement and there's the arrangement i know how long it is i know how many solos you know how right. many bars for the solo i have another looper where i can go into a section and that section can keep going for and example, i could just yeah. keep soloing and my plan is to do some of that cool you know to where because i like you know i I mean i i can play some solo guitar you know i'm a decent solo guitar player it's not really why i play right i'm an ensemble guitar player more than that
0: yeah
1: uh i love the challenge of all of it you know i love to be able to play a tune just on a solo guitar and try to sound symphonic and get through it and do it what i can but I love p- counter rhythms. I love playing against a, a rhythm section. Yeah. So, so I have a bunch of pieces that I've already composed and some things that I'm still working on. So I can uh, just get out there and kind of be a guitar guy. Awesome. You know, some instrumentals, some uh, Stuff with, with you know vocals and all that. So cool. yeah, I'm I'm always kind of trying to push the boundaries and come up with different ideas. So I'm I'm always moving. I'm yeah. like I'm like the leaf blowing through the wind, Steve. It's hard to kind of catch me. Right. And just, it's pin true. me down. It's true. I'm just gonna keep on going. This just when so you think true. he's gotta be no here, <laughs> there he goes. It's a whole other thing. What's he doing now? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jeff. Yeah, I really man. appreciate you sitting yeah. down and taking the time. It's an mm-hmm. honor. Hey, man, it's, it's an, my honor too. And you know, admittedly, I'm I'm proud. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of what be. I've been able to to try to accomplish. And uh, you know, I believe that this whole human deal. I really think the whole idea is that we're supposed to be of inspiration to one another. We're supposed to help one another. We're supposed to show generosity to one another. That's the whole idea. It's not like how much can I grab for myself? (laughs) I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. And I want this. It's like, yeah, I mean, we are, we have to be, there's a couple different uh, definitions to selfish one is being selfish and only concerned with yourself one and the other that i like is you serve yourself so you can serve others I love that. yeah you know so i i like uh that i have an opportunity to kind of turn uh to encapsulate the roads that i've traveled into some kind of message and the fact that anyone has any interest i'm honored <laughs> that people would take the time to listen to it mm. because uh yeah i've had some some things I'm, I'm proud of that yeah. I've experienced. And I'm proud that if uh, anyone gets enjoyment out of hearing these stories and, and getting some inspiration, maybe it'll encourage a younger person to kind of, well, Christ, if he could do it, right. You know, I'm yeah. going to go out there and do it. Right. I was kind of doubting it before, but he says, if you believe in yourself and love yourself, Hey, wh- why not? What have I not? got to lose? Right. <laughs> you know, so, awesome. you know, it's uh Your only imagination, the only limitation (laughs) is your imagination. Now, I'll leave you with that. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much. You got it, bro. Okay.
0: Hey there. Steve again. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Playful Musician. I'm really delighted you could be here. Would you like to get updates and behind-the-scenes information about The Playful Musician? Well, head on over to the website, theplayfulmusician.com. There, you can subscribe to my weekly newsletter with all the good stuff. It's quick, easy to subscribe. If you like the show, well, I think you're going to like the newsletter as well. You'll also find show notes and links to everything and everyone talked about on the show at the website as well. You can even get a preview of upcoming episodes. Once again, check it out at theplayfulmusician.com. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and consider leaving a five-star rating. I'd also love it if you could leave a review. It really helps to grow the show and get the wide audience it deserves. Thanks so much. Have a great week, and I'll see you soon. Take care.